And now, live from beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, you're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Collins. Yes. Oh, thank you. It's me. Yes, thank you. Oh, please. Oh, you do this every week. Thank you so much. Keep clapping. Clap for the miracle. How do we know that you wanted the miracle where the stream doesn't cut off for some real reason if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to My Fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. It is already well into December. December is half over. There are 16 days left to this year, and I am increasingly worried that we're not getting a C-Lap like we were told we were going to. But we're going to make the best of it. Uh, we uh, These are my guests from two weeks ago when uh, the Jewish Space Lasers took us down. And we're going to do our best to uh, to stay on. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I am very happy to have you all on. This is, of course, a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on all social media applications, on all social media platforms, on all podcasting platforms. Be sure to uh, subscribe and like and follow and however you can follow us on whatever thing you are watching or listening to us on. And if it's YouTube, don't just subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the little bell next to it. I want your phone to literally explode with notifications every single time we go live. And, of course, be sure to give the gift. Be sure to share this uh, right now. The last thing I want is for you and your closest loved ones to miss out on a Libertarian podcast on a Wednesday evening, about an hour long. Give the gift of Spike today. Kids love it. My uh, This episode, of course, is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the second largest and fastest growing caucus in the libertarian party you can become a member of the movement that is taking over the party and really accomplishing nothing uh go to the facebook group libertarian party waffle house caucus or if you want to become an official voting member which means literally nothing because we don't vote on anything you can go to uh, muddywatersmedia.com and click on the store and we have all sorts of waffle house caucus gear the gravy king Joe Soloski, who's running for governor of Pennsylvania. Joe Soloski is the key to Pennsylvania's success. And if you'd like to help him become the first libertarian governor ever, go to Joe Soloski, that's J-O-E-S-O-L-O-S-K-I.com, and help him today. Jack Casey has written three books, The Royal Green, In Silver Throne, and Crowned by Gold. What are they about? I don't know. And I'm never going to know. I will never read these books. I refuse refuse to read these books because if they're bad, I'm going to feel bad for trying to get you to buy them. And if they're good, then I'm going to feel bad for making fun of them twice a week. But you can find out what these books are about. I'm sure they're not. I'm sure. Well, you can find out. If you go to theroyalgreen.com, you can buy these books today. Thomas Queter. Thomas Queter is running for state senate in the 52nd district of New York. Thomas Queter says, I run better than Albany. And he finds that hilarious because he's a cripple in a wheelchair. And he, ma- he makes me say that every week. And I, he laughs. I don't. But anyway, if you want to help Tom Queter run for state senate, he's a great guy. Go to tomfor52.com, T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Mudwater, the most appropriately named sponsor of Muddy Waters Media that we have. If you woke up today and said, my God, if I ever have a cup of coffee again, it'll be the last thing I want to do. Well, I have some great news for you. We have this instead. It's made out of these things here. Masala chai, cacao, mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, and literally nothing else. And if you're thinking, wow, that sounds like that would taste like 
that would I, mushrooms well that's interesting yeah it's it, if you imagine what those ingredients would taste like together that's literally what it tastes like you're definitely going to want to mix this with some honey maybe some coffee i don't know but if you go to muddywatersmedia.com or i don't muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud you can buy a starter kit today uh it has one seventh of the cu- of the caffeine that's in a cup of coffee and i drink this every day so it's just enough caffeine to get you all hyped up and excited like this Without all of the uh, uh, crashes and heart disease and depression that you sometimes get from coffee, like this. That's, that's what heart disease looks like. Uh, so if you go to muddywatersoffreedom.com slash mud, you can get your starter pack today. Now, if after listening to all of these sponsors, you said, Spike, you have wasted so much of my time. I'm so angry at you. I'm going to sue you. Well, if you're in Florida, good luck, pal, because I'm going to sue you back with personal injury attorney Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Yes, folks, if you live in the state of Florida and you want to sue someone for any reason, you can go to chrisreynoldslaw.com and sue them today. Chris Reynolds has the law skills to get you giant stacks, stupid stacks of money, the kind of money that you can walk around and pretend that you're on the phone. You can do that thing that the rappers do. You can, we're going to talk to a rapper in a bit and tell you about it. Where you go and you hey, mom, how are you doing? Oh, that's not a phone. That's a giant stack of $100 bills. Well, you can do that. Chris Reynolds can help you with that when you go to chrisreynoldslaw.com. Unless it's a bad lawsuit. I mean, if you're making it up, he's not going to. Who knows? Maybe he'll get you. He might, even if it's a fake lawsuit, he might get you some money. I can't guarantee that. But if you go to chrisreynoldslaw.com, he can help you out. Uh, the intro and outro music to this and every episode of My Fellow Americans comes from the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Go to his band camp, joedavimusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. His newest album just dropped. Uh, it's like going to cost you like 25 bucks for everything he's ever done. You're going to love it. Thanks so much, Mr. Joe Davi. I'd like to thank Le Bleu for this delicious purified drinking water that I'm having on this episode of My Fellow Americans. It's oxygenated with ozone, BPA-free, non-carbonated, made in America, and kosher, like me. I don't know if I have BPAs, but if I am this, or, or I assume I'm also oxygenated with ozone. Anyway, it's good water. It does taste good. Bulubanaka. Shout out to Tehran Turks' mom and him as always. Folks, my guests tonight are rap and R&B sensations. They have millions of followers. They have worked with the likes of Twista, Tech 9 Joel Ortiz, Masta Ace, Corey Guns, Busy Bone, R.A. the Rugged Man, Afro. I, I, I stopped having the list at some point, but they've worked with almost everyone in the industry. Uh, their newest works are uh, two songs, This Is a War and Welcome to the Revolution, which share a message of liberty and defiance against an out-of-control government. Uh, they've been listened to tens of millions of times, and they're already topping charts. Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow Americans, please welcome to the show, Hi Rez and Jimmy Levy. Rez, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. What up, what up? Oh, thank you for having us. Yeah, I'm happy to have you on. I'm happy so far, so good. The stream is still working. At this point, we already gave up. Uh, I hadn't even had a chance to inter- interview you. A lot of people thought I had just made That's it true. up. Um, so I'm, I'm glad. So, so far, so far it's working. So far, the space lasers have been at bay, but I do appreciate you all being on. And folks, be sure to tune in with your questions. Uh, let us know in the comments. Give us your thoughts and questions. And me and Rez and Jimmy will let you know if you are right or wrong now before we get started i i wanted to ask both of y'all what got you into uh being recording artists and i honestly either one of you can take it first but what what is your genesis story that got you into into music go for it um i was always singing when i was little 
But then uh, an app called Vine came out, and I started making, like, six-second covers on there. And when I saw that it started going viral, I decided to drop out of high school, finish it online, and start music and taking it seriously and recording. Wow. Yeah. For, uh... <laughs> so this started for so this started for you in your teens. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. And so you uh, and you were also on one of the seasons of American Idol too, as well, right? Yeah, I did American Idol um, two years ago. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah. uh, Rez, what got you into to being a recording artist? Yeah, yeah. For uh, for me, when I was like uh, thirteen years old, I just. Uh, bought a microphone like twenty dollars from uh, Walmart in the middle of the night, and uh, I was just into hip hop since I was a, since a young age. I had two older brothers. I was into like you know the golden era hip hop. I was forced to listen to Wu Tang Clan and KRS One and you know NWA and Biggie and Pac. I was just, even if I had no choice, you know, it's like because I was born in '93, so it's like people say, "How did you? How were you possibly listening to that?" But that's what got me into it, and then. Yeah. Um, I signed a deal with a super hip hop label called Penalty Records at the time, which had guys like Lord Finesse, Buck Wild, Master Ace, all these like OG rappers that if you have to really know hip hop to know these names, you know, it's like yeah, before yeah, yeah. hip hop was was making money, you know, before like these are these are guys from the 80s that were big in the, you know, Rugged Man, like guys like Rugged Man, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. So it's like Rugged Man's a, a big mentor of mine. And um, that's really what got me into it. And then I just you know, I'd started doing pranks and sort of gimmicky videos and um, like my McDonald's rap and I pretended to be an Uber driver. And I just did things yeah. that kind of, you know, got people's attention to uh, to listen to the music. And then Jimmy and I connected about a year ago and uh, the rest is, is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually in doing my just doing a little bit of research behind like things to bring up and stuff for the show that I always do before an episode, I realized I had seen your uh, How to Order McDonald's uh, video like back like what five six years ago when it came out yeah and i didn't make that mm -hmm. connection because i had heard high res songs after that right and i knew who who that was but i didn't realize you were the same mm -hmm. guy who had done the uh the uh, uh how to how to in fact i'm gonna put i'm gonna i need to find that video i'm gonna put that in the comments so people can watch that uh after uh, after this because that was that was beautiful i also love that the guy who was taking your order got none of it like he didn't none of it he didn't and, even, like, and it looked like he was but uh that yeah was it looked like he was one, keeping that, up with that, it no yeah, that, I hear that all the time where it's like literally once a week, somebody would be like, dude, like I just came across, you know, like Jimmy and my record, you know, Welcome to Revolution. And they're like, yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. believe I knew you from six years ago. I can't believe I knew you from the blah, blah, blah. So that's that's how, you know, the shit's work. I, I've always said this since I'm young. It's like when things come full circle, that's how, you know, you, you're meant to be where you are. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, yeah. I was successful when I was successful then. Then I was successful a few years later. Then I'm successful now. But people have to connect the dots and be like, okay, this guy's a, a real force to be reckoned with. It's not a, a, you know, it's like pe people love to say, oh, overnight success. Right. But then they start putting two and two together as like, oh, I remember him from here. And then I stopped listening. I remember him from here and then I stopped listening. And then eventually, you know, the, everything connects, the stars align. Yeah, no, you both, it, it, it can appear to be overnight successes, but you've both been doing this for several right. years now. So you've been doing this right, longer right. than I've been doing my show. So um, now what is it that got you? Cause I, I noticed with, with, it seemed like with both of you, there was a point for each of your careers where your music took a decidedly, where it was now not just an entertaining thing, or it was now there was a, a message that you wanted to say. Um, 
what would you say for each of you was that moment when you decided like, you know, uh, and, and maybe it was from the beginning, but at least it, it, from me looking at it, where there seemed to be this this moment where there was this pivot or shift to, you know, our, I want more of my music to have a specific, you know, message, I guess, like a liberty or freedom message. When, when would you say that that happened for each of you? Jimmy, do you want to start? Um. So, yeah, I, I had... um. Uh, album that I put out which was pretty much the only album I ever put out because I only have like nine songs out including the two with Frez mm-hmm. um, but that album was called Aching World and it basically spoke about little things just not so it was more in, in metaphors but it covered all of the things that are happening now it covered a planned sickness it covered tyranny um, it covered you know division between white and black people it covered just a whole bunch of different things. But at the time, I wasn't fully awake. I knew something was wrong. I knew there was a system in place to divide us. And I just wanted to help. So the shift for me really happened when I realized um, that the actual humanitarian things are not going to be shown by mainstream artists and uh, mainstream media. And that we had to make music that, um, you know, was outside of what the mainstream media would classify as humanitarian and you know they'd actually call it the complete opposite they call it the the dt domestic terrorists so you know once you wake up and you realize it's not all just save the dolphins save the turtles which of course are great i love animals but that's the only thing that they push you're not gonna what about the humans that are losing everything right now you know Right. No, sa- so. save the dolphins and save the humans, or save the dolphins and save the turtles and the whales. The humans, uh, the humans are on their own, Rez, right? Like the, this is what is that? Was that kind of a similar thing for you? Like what got you into into doing the the more, uh, so, I guess, revolutionary music? I've always, once again, if you go back and look specifically, Rugged Man. I remember I was in Rugged Man's house, and he used to have this um, this series where he'd have young young rappers, you know, rapping in front of this big movie collection he had. And if you go back and listen, I'm talking about all the things that were conspiracies, right? So it's like, I'm 17 years old, 18 years old. So I've always gone against the grain. I've always had this distrust for big government. And I never knew the name of it. I never knew what a libertarian was. I never, I didn't right. even know what a conservative or liberal was. You know, I always was accepting. I always was extremely liberal in a sense of do what you want, love who you love, whatever. I don't care, you know? And then I've realized like, oh, you know, this, you know, in recent times, that it was like, if I don't speak up and do something and say something, like, what it, what is a check? What is a brand deal? What is a partnership? You know, when it's like, there's so, like Jimmy said, so many artists just kind of turn, you know, turn their head away from like what's going on right now in the world. And, and it's crazy because Jimmy and I made the record, this is a war. And we see comments and they're like, what war are you even talking about? And I'm literally like, how delusional are you to like, not even understand that there's, you know, give me something be like okay you know what there's a war religion okay you know what? there's a spiritual war okay there's a physical war give me something you know it's like right. people literally can't admit that there's anything wrong with anything and you know if you give government an inch they take a mile you know and i've realized right. i didn't realize it because i'm only 28 jimmy's only 24 so it's like we weren't we didn't realize you know what they did with 9-11 or war or tax with war or any of these things it's like you know, uh, Elon just tweeted it the other day. There's nothing more permanent, permanent than gov- than temporary government temporary implementations, government program. right? Yeah, yep. government yep. programs. So it's, that's you know that's what I've realized, and I see it with adults. I see it with full blown, you know, 
you they could be millionaires they could be broke they could be whatever i see it with full-grown adults that are just like so naive my own my own i love my family to death but there's fully grown people that are just like living in that rat race doing what they do like i know this isn't i'm not the first guy and jimmy's not the first guy to try to do this but we're hoping that we don't need many more after this you know and and we wake up some people so (laughs) you may not be the first but you want to be the last right jimmy I'd love to. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. So what is, you know, I, I noticed and maybe maybe I misread this when I when I mentioned uh, American Idol, it felt like there was a little bit of a grimace from you. You were like, yeah, I was an American Idol. So and, and so is there like I, I've heard a few things in, in the music that sounds like and, and references to like the industry and Hollywood. What has that been? been like and and is that what has kind of tried to propel you both to being more like jimmy what has it been i i I feel like there was some some tension there on that question what what has been dealing with the industry been like what's some of the stuff you've been through um you know i wasn't i was always a spiritual person but i was never um i was never too spiritual to where i am now like three years ago if i sat in front of myself hearing some of the things i'd say i'd be like what the heck is this kid on what drugs is this kid on but you know i became that person that stands in the street and like preaches the world's ending like i literally became that person but like it's funny because three years ago i mean i would have saw that person and been like what's going on but um you know i had to i being around a lot of people you realize that whether or not you're spiritual they are so then it's like, what side? There's only two sides. There's very dark spiritual and there's very good spiritual people that want good and blessings for everyone. And the side that likes to do dark, you know, magic, it could be described as the devil. It, it just, you know, there's a lot of darkness. And that's what kind of pushed me to stay in my own lane as far as music um stay independent and away from the industry and and focus on on my purpose because focusing on all of the dark spirits and people and mainstream and pop culture you realize that it's all dark and there's a huge agenda in order to blind the masses and push agendas on our children and i just did not want to be a part of that anymore yeah yeah rez is that kind of the similar experience for you as well Honestly, Jimmy hit on the head. It's exactly the same thing. And it's like, you know, you realize that if if you're not going to do it, who is? You know what I mean? It's one of those scenarios. And I realized when I was, you know, rapping about drugs and rapping about sex and rock and roll and all the obvious expected things that, you know, they love, labels and distribution love for you to push, you know, they were happy for me to push that. And Jimmy and I are in a similar boat where it's like, you know, we, we've been in, uh, you know, close to you know the edge as 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 uh, as politely as you could put that without sounding dark and grimace but it's like right, labels right, right. labels would have have love for jimmy and i to kill ourselves because they'd make money off that they don't care you know what i mean and and even if i'm exaggerating love they wouldn't have cared you know it's like these companies they just move on from whoever like i, I personally and jimmy both personally know people who have either been murdered you know suicide you know or 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 whatever it is gone broke gone crazy whatever it is and it's like these labels don't give a shit you know they sign you in a shitty deal they trap you in some terrible deal and you know they don't care you're just a it's a numbers game to them so that's what i learned is like i have nothing to lose i don't need to work with anybody i don't need any partnerships brand deals 
And, uh, you know, if you work with good people and, and what's the saying, if you build it, they will come. That's what I've realized. Right, right. Well, it seems like, and I mean, this is from the outside. I, I don't really have any experience with the recording industry, but it seems like there's two different groups of people. There's the ones who get used up really quickly and spat out around your age. Like it happens. It's like they start in their teens, early, mid 20s, something like that. And by the time they're even, I mean, I'm, I'm 39, even before that, you know, early thirties, mid they're done. No, they're already known as, you know, one hit wonders or whatever. They're off right. and they got drug problems or they're dead or, or they've just moved on to something other than the recording right. industry. And the ones that seem to have mm-hmm. made it are the ones who realize I'm going to re- like produce myself i'm going to continue doing my own thing and kind of get out of that that recording label so it's it's interesting and it's it's good to see that y'all are doing that um the uh these songs uh this is a war and uh and welcome to the revolution first of all those were designed to be kind of like two songs together right because they both got kind of dropped one after the other they're just so similar in a sense of like what jimmy and i's message are that you know, like they weren't necessarily supposed to be synonymous in a sense, but they've just gone so well together, you know, and, and our next one's going to be, I, I expect the same thing to happen in a sense of not only the success of it, but like, it's going to be a voice for people protesting and, and, and against these mandates and, you know, standing up to, um, you know, big government and stuff like that. So intentionally, no, it wasn't meant to be as cohesive as it is, but it has become that way. Oh, okay, so originally this was going to be like just separate things, but it sort of worked out to being almost like a trilogy. So there's a third song coming out. Yes. Yeah, we have a third one coming out, and yeah, I mean we're we're gonna probably do an EP. We'll probably eventually keep going because, but yeah, I mean it's just like the way Jimmy and I make music is, it just it just keeps going so well together because, I don't know, we're just we just make music so like it's it's just so easy for us to make music together and collab. I'll tell you, it sounds great. I this is a, I like both songs. This is a war. I like that's like one of the first in my playlist that I listen to when I'm driving around. So it's it's there's Thank just you. something really good about that song and the mix between your Jimmy, your singing and Rez, your rapping. It seems to be perfect, Jimmy. In your in this is a war. You start by in fact that's the first words in it. You say this is a war on religion. Does this feel like more than just religious people are being pushed aside? Does this feel like you know what's going on with the COVID regime and everything? Does that feel like uh, an attack on religion and religious people. Yeah, I mean, when, when I say the civil war on religion, it's you know, it's basically saying that they they're not they don't care about the exemptions, they don't care about what people um, believe in or practice or what they wouldn't put in their body. They just want them to comply in that, for yeah. that line specifically. Yeah, and I I tend to agree. I. I was one of those people that when they first said, you know, well, they're going after, you know, people of faith. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going after everyone. I'm not sure specifically people of faith. When I saw them uh, shutting down churches and arresting people who were in a parking lot together, watching a projection of a, you know, someone on Zoom, where not only were they not, you know, not only were they obviously exercising their First Amendment right, they were several feet away from each other in their own cars right. outside. No one at any yep. point would argue that that did anything to spread anything, much less COVID. Right. And yet the police still came and rounded them up and ticketed them and arrested some of them and shut down the actually shut down the, the business, shut down or shut down the church, took away their, their license to be able to operate and didn't allow them to operate yeah. for months. They were they had to sue them in court. That feels like a war on religion. Yeah. It's nuts. It, it's nuts. And, and he, they're trying to, you know, 
cut off any connection to God. You know, I, I'm not a person, I wouldn't say I'm religious because I, I, I believe in a relationship with God over religion, 100%. Okay. Um, but you know that you can find very important things in each and every religion. Um, and the whole, the whole point of it is, is someone that is or happens to be religious or has a religious backing or grew up in a religious household will have a way quicker than someone that's non-spiritual to find God. Everyone will have God. Everyone can find God, but they, they have a specific way. And of course the government that, you know, is very anti-God um, because that takes away, you know, giving the power to them is going right. to do anything to stop it. <laughs> yep, exactly. So. That's the thing with government. So a lot of people don't make that connection that you just did. The reason that they're doing it is God to them is something that's in the way of your faith, your family, God, right. all, all of those things are just things that get in the way of the only real two-way relationship they want, which is between people, individual people, and the government. And, you know, Correct. you them taking what they want from you, telling you what to do, you believing that all of the good that happens in your life being an extension of something, it's done for you. Like, it, they want to be your God. They want to be your family. And right. the only way to, because God is a better God than them, Family is a better family than them. Faith is a better faith than them. They have to do as much to divorce you from those things as possible, and they'll use whatever excuse they can. And and, and I say this, by the way, as someone who's not religious. I, I, I'm not a, I, I come from a religious background, but I, I'm personally not religious. But I can see it. You don't have to be a religious person to see that government sees right. that as a obstacle between them having total control over you. Right. 100%. So – uh, I, I I do. We're about to go to the uh, to questions, and there are a few of them. Uh, go go to some questions here. But first, I just have to. Add, so, hi, Rez. How why, how do you rap so fast? Like how how do you? Do, like, Honestly, is, I was always uh, I was I'm the youngest child. I have two older brothers, and I just feel like I needed to make sure I was heard. Right? Like I would, you know the la- the last kid just doesn't really get attention. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I used to, my mom used to just be like, why are you always talking so fast? And it's like, you know, be whatever, whatever. And I was always, I was always like, you know, anxious and high energy and very high strung and type A, not like in a, you know, like I'm like an uptight guy. I'm just like, I have a lot of energy. I don't drink coffee. I don't, I don't do uppers or any drugs or anything like that. I just naturally have a ton of energy. So it's like uh, rapping fast was an outlet for me to like working out or something like that. It's the same thing. I used to just see how many words I could fit in and. I grew up listening to like Busta Rhymes and Bone Thugs and yes. Twista, which yep. is crazy to have songs with with them. But uh, that's that's that was basically it. It's just I loved listening to it. I had a lot of energy and it was a it was an outlet. Yeah, let me ask you, how does that feel to work with like legends? So my legends that I work with are in like the political world. So like when I'm talking, right. when I'm you know with people like Matt Kibbe and Larry Sharp and people like that. And, and being compared to some of the ones who passed away, like Harry Brown and, and, and others like that, it, it's just it's like, wow, these are the people I grew up looking up to. And now, like, I'm hanging out with them. And talk. What does that feel like? Like, it's dope, man. I think the idea of it um, is always not I don't want to say cooler, but it's always more exciting than once you get there, once you get there. It just feels normal because you worked for it. So it's like you get there, you know, if if you're like not some arrogant weirdo and you're not like, uh, you know, I'm the man, look who I'm around, you know, you kind of just get to a point 
where it's like, you know, you worked for it. It makes sense. You know, you're happy to be there. You're, you know, you're, you're humbled to be with these people. And um, you, you take, I, I've learned never to really bask in it too long. You know, like whatever success comes to me, I thank God. I take a, I take a second. I appreciate the moment and I keep it moving. Yeah. Yeah. Not get too caught up in it. I, uh, so we have questions. Now, the first one actually came from a super chat from one of our uh, super fans, Justico Mitchell. And he asked, I don't understand this question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask. He says, do y'all hate the Antichrist? Yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> Jimmy, um, are, you, are you on the record of hating the Antichrist? So it's a weird question. Um, because I don't know, wait, I don't know biblically, biblically or in the Torah, if you're supposed to hate the Antichrist, but obviously it's a bad person and yes. not someone that, like that, you so know, you're, you're, de- you're debating if hate is a good emotion at all. Correct. Right. Because like, you're supposed to love the enemy. That is the enemy. hundred percent. Right. But there's many Antichrists. Yes. You have everyone that is in politics right now, especially in our administration, using spiritual spiritual manipulation by saying go do this and that oh we lost we can still hear you okay yeah, there we can oh, still hear you. the antichrist just that was the time. antichrist he's like oh yeah, oh yeah. you're not sure if you hate me how about that how about that, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah for the record uh whatever whatever it says in torah or whatever yeah antichrist you know can suck my dick yeah, yeah. Okay. So right. this. So so Jimmy. Well, we're clear. Rez is clear on how he feels about the Antichrist. Jimmy, uh, you. I, I if do not you hate, like the Antichrist. If you hate anyone, it starts with the Antichrist. It's, but you just want to yes. make sure that's even something you're allowed. Okay. Yeah. That's he fair. wants to make sure that's you're fair. allowed to hate. Yeah. <laughs> just make sure you're allowed to hate. I don't know. That's a. It's like something I. I never actually. I mean, it sounds like you're supposed to, but I don't know. No, like, your first answer was correct. That was a weird question. Um. Yeah. So. Let me go through because there we have man. There's a lot of comments. Let's see if there's any questions in here yet besides that one. Um, here's another one from Justico. I see he's trolling. I'm not going to even ask this. Okay, I'll ask it. Do you, what do y'all think I about the hollow Earth theory? While I look for some real questions well, here, you guys can talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more like I know Jimmy thinks the Earth's flat, but. Um, I think that hollow earth is more realistic than a flat earth. So <laughs> that's why I had Jimmy on, right? Cause you were, you were going to come and tell us about the flat earth. Oh, uh, I, mean, well, I think hollow, hollow earth is realistic. Yeah. I think it's a firmament. I don't think it's flat. I think, I think that the word flat is used what's like a, a trust the science type of vibe. You know what I mean? What's a, what's a firmament? A firmament. So, yeah. In, in like the Hebrew, like the old Hebrew scriptures and in the beginning of the Bible, it literally says that God built a firmament with waters in between waters. So like, it's like literally the earth in the middle of two waters. Um, and basically everything that we learned, like all the planets and how we had to build the solar system in school. Um, that was all like little brainwashing propaganda when in fact all those planets were just stars. The moon and the sun was the only thing that was like important. And then everything else was stars within the, the, the globe type of thing. The half earth, half top with like, it kind of looks like a snow globe. So and oh, like, reason, a dome, like a dome. Yeah. Kind of like that. And like the reason 
they push off. The reason that's even a thing is because they want us to think that God is so far away. That makes sense. Okay. And, you, and you're saying that you're saying that a, the the term flat Earth is like coined to make people feel like nut jobs, right? Yes, just like trust the science, like you know. And it's like, okay, obviously I believe in science, but not science with the money right, sign right, at right. the front. And and then right, the flat Earth would just be the way to like make it all look stupid to not even look at it. Just like, you know, reptilians, you know, the second you start talking about that, then they discredit everything you're saying. But it's like, it's not what they show it on on the front, on the face, but there's something to it still, you know? Listen, all I know is that Alex Jones, everything he has said, increasingly comes true. So when when we find out that there are... That there are reptiles that take children to Mars to sex traffic them, and when that turns out that's true, I'm not at that point. I'm not even going to be surprised. Like he was right about the thing with the frogs. Well, not that they're gay, but that it makes them change gender more quickly or whatever. <laughs> he was right about the. He he's been right about like the you know the country's run by pedophiles. In fact, that's why I switched to this background so I look more like Alex Jones. So this is this part. It's like a ode to him. Um, okay, so we do have some questions here that aren't related to because he asked more weird questions. I'm not going to answer those. Um, so someone asked, uh, "Do you have? Do either of you have like any family members or loved ones who were like a big influence on your political views?" And either one of you can start. Go for it, Jimmy. Um, mm, no, not really. Okay, Rez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say my oldest brother and my significant other and, and Jimmy. Um, but my, like, my parents are like, you know, most of my immediate family, no, nah, most of my immediate family and friends, like I said earlier, they're kind of just uh, whatever government says, like, that's that's bond. Like, government word is bond to them, so it doesn't really right. matter, you know? Like, and if, I say, if I say, what's crazy is... I never, I never really dove off the deep end publicly, even though I agree with a lot of a lot of these quote unquote conspiracies. I, but like, it's nuts how how far we've come or how back we've gone. Where I'm just like, yeah, big pharma is profiting off of our misery. They're like, you conspiracy theorists. I thought I thought right. we all like agreed on that like like 30, 40 right. years ago. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, three or four years ago, I remember the people who are now like unironically telling me that I'm a bad person because I have made a personal medical based choice not to get vaccinated as someone with an autoimmune disease that I mean, these were the same people that were telling me about the evils of Pfizer and, you know, how they're using government money to, and they're getting protected how? from how liability. Did, how did that happen? What's how did that? they flip like that? How did they flip like that? Because they were told to because corporate media told them that our only hope to be safe is this vaccine and if you don't take it you are a bad person you're a bad person i didn't and it's I now didn't, i didn't it, see any uh i didn't see any people who were like like inherently like anti-government like flip to pro-government that much i saw like yeah. old school hippies like woodstock hippies become like big pharma like shills obviously so it's like that's really what i've seen but i haven't really seen like anti you know whatever i don't know that's interesting yeah, it's it's there's been a lot of it, and and it's it's based on fear. I mean, it's it's what happens when if you believe that there is something that is going to kill you and everyone else that you love, or at least a good number <laughs> of you, and the only way that you can be safe 
is to take this thing, this thing, this this thing. We have this thing, and uh, if you take it, you're perfectly safe. One of the things about this this new variant, the Omicron variant, is uh, it's only like the vaccines are only like 30% effective against it, right, and right. it hasn't really killed anyone. So it's it's right. Omicron has been very deadly for the narrative. And that's about it. Um, so I, I will be interested to see how future variants are if they keep getting less and less deadly and less and less Bro, uh, effective to the vaccines. I, I'll be interested. I'll to tell see you. That. I mean, that's like typical, right? Like they planned it the other way around, which has never really happened. It's always like we we're humans, right? Like we fight this shit off and we build up a some sort of immunity, and you, you hope that the next variants are less and less. I've beat Corona multiple times, and 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 they don't want to tell you ways. Forget all the ivermectin which i'm sure is cool forget anything big pharma you know what i do i drink a fuck ton of water i take elderberry zinc vitamin c vitamin d jimmy knows how crazy i am with water when he was staying at my house i was like bro drink a ton of water and it's very easy go get sun go get a little exercise and you'll be normal in 24 hours you know they they train you to take terrible shit don't leave your house don't get sun don't go to the gym don't do anything don't get fresh air and it's a recipe yep. for disaster no wonder like these people are lining up to be like their veins are just on tap now with big pharma because you know not to go dive into it anymore but you know we consume as you know the u.s consumed like 70 percent of the global pharmaceuticals or some shit like that you know yep. within a couple points and they noticed that that was shrinking finally right whole being holistic was becoming a trend and it started being cool mm -hmm. to drink water and exercise that's like rappers are talking about in recent times and yeah. All of a sudden now, it's like you have these subscriptions to Big Pharma now. Every six months, you have to tap in. You know, if you weren't, you know, they just switched to 50 Cent, you know, uh, switch the style up and watch the money pile up. So it's like uh, not to be like the Ari Melber guy on uh, MSNBC, but uh, he loves to get rappers on and quote them really awkwardly. But uh, that's what it is, man. Not to, not to ramble, but I have one more comparison. Um, sure, sure. Our, our generation was the first generation to smoke less than the pre whatever it is right we finally almost kicked you know we, we weren't addicted to cigarettes and tobacco our parents were our grandparents were it was like the yeah. craziest one and guess what we're now the most addicted to it because all they did was put some cotton candy in a usb and now everybody's smoking it so it's like they noticed that we we weren't smoking they made it fun they noticed we stopped taking pharmaceuticals so they made it mandatory <laughs> And now they're they're limiting vaping. So now, if you want your you want your nicotine, you're gonna have to smoke cigarettes like everyone else. The uh, so it's here was a question. There was one that was for oh, someone asked you, Jimmy. Do you have a favorite prayer? Is there a favorite prayer that you have? Yeah, um, either Psalm 23. It's something I always go to, or Psalm 91. Okay, cool. Um, this man was singing, singing it to my neighbor outside when my neighbor was like putting a hex on me. Jimmy, like, what? Yo, I kid you not. I had a beef with my neighbor for a year, and Jimmy comes and stays with me, and he like puts his arm around her and prays for her. And, and I've never been woken up since. She used to wake me up every morning at 3 a.m. She would chant through the walls and put a hex on me. And Jimmy comes, stays with me for like a couple weeks, and he's like, Can I just pray for you? And then, and then ever since then, I've literally slept like a baby since Jimmy, Jimmy's left my house. Okay, wait, why was she hexing you in the first, what happened? I feel like there's so, a story there. So she would wake me up around 3 a.m. every night for like, um, she's, she's a schizophrenic. So she was, say, she was saying that oh, I was okay. drilling through the wall. 
she was saying I was drilling through the wall and I was blowing hot air through the wall and like all crazy shit like that. And uh, she thought, and then once I told her, I'm a, like, I said, like, fuck off, I'm a fucking kill, whatever. Like, 2 a.m., I just woke up and said, like, in my sleep, I'm fucking kill you or some shit like that. So she probably was scared that I was going to kill her or some shit. So, so then uh, she hexed then, you. Then she, wow. So, so she was putting the hex on me. And if you if you look at her her windows from the, uh, from the outside, uh, I live in an apartment complex, as you can guess now. So if you look from the courtyard, her, she has mirrors facing out of the windows to, to, to cast away the, the spirits or some shit like that. So Jimmy's sitting there talking to her for like an hour. And then my, my night and sleep has been amazing. Jimmy's like, uh, bro, it's amazing, man. God is real. It's like an exorcist. You're like an exorcist, Jimmy. You're exercising I'm demons. I, lo I love it. My, my grandma uh, used to do that. She would, she was an exorcist or she'd pray for crazy for people? For like Prince and shit, she right? For she would do exorcisms. For who, right? For uh -huh. everyone. Yeah, she did like Michael Jackson, Elvis, uh, all the presidents at her during her time. Just a lot of singers and stuff. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we, got an, yeah. we got another question. Uh, what are your, uh, if you're comfortable talking about it, what are your respective religious backgrounds? Yeah, I'm a I'm a Jew. I was uh, growing up. I was a Reformed Jew. Now, um, I wouldn't say I'm Orthodox, but I'm more of a conservative Jew. I I, I practice. I try to keep Shabbat, um, and for the most part in the house, I don't. I, I still wouldn't eat like you know meat and cheese and crazy stuff. I, you know, I have my own rules. You know, obviously everybody likes living their own little guidelines. But now I'd say like I'm a conservative in a sense of. Uh, just my my rules and my own guidelines but uh yeah every day i'm just fi figuring it out but yeah I'm a, I'm a i'm a jew and you know trying to get closer with god every day okay jimmy um same here i'm also jewish but um i kind of I, I i'm more on like the messianic jewish like in the middle of christian and jewish putting mm -hmm. bringing them yeah. together in a way yeah i actually i grew up in the messianic faith my uh my 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 um, father yeah um so this is an all jew wow. program guys like this is i should have put america's jews here instead of just america's jew this like this is an all an all jewish program here what um was, uh, what was it like growing up spike in a house like that because I've, I've only when i only heard messianic jews it's always like like adults that just found it later on i'm curious as a kid what that was like it was confusing when I got older and realized that other Jews didn't think this way we did. And I'm like, wait, what? It, you didn't, we aren't all doing this. So growing up, it, it felt normal. Or, you know, as a kid, it felt normal. It was, grow, it was getting older that I was like, wait a second. Why aren't we celebrating up? Christmas here? Uh, we, uh, so I grew, up in, um, I, uh, grew up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Okay, so not a lot oh. of Jews. Not a lot of Jews to begin with, right? So it was like getting older. Some Jews started moving here, met other Jews, and I'd go over, and right. I'm like, "What's where? This is it's not. It's Christmas." So yeah, so I I I it, it was different. We also were a little bit different too because like we didn't really celebrate a lot of the quote unquote Christian holidays because we were like, "Well, gotcha. Jesus didn't sell. You know, Yeshua didn't celebrate those holidays, so why would we?" Did you, know, you go to temple or you went to church or what? My my father's actually was a was a messianic rabbi. There was no messianic congregation here, so yeah. And so, um, That's you know, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not really I'm, I'm not really religious anymore. But I, I definitely respect the faith, and I can see firsthand how politicians, even ones who say that they're in favor of people of faith or whatever, 
they see that as competition. They see people that are devoted right. to something outside of themselves Else. as a competition. Yeah. Like that's that's obvious. Right. Um, and I, there was one other question I wanted to. Oh, have there been any uh, since you guys got? Yes, this episode now with three hundred percent more Jews than normal. Um, in this, uh, <laughs> so have you found that in being more um, more active and vocal about your views have there been like people that were close to you who have kind of there was someone that kind of someone that asked like have there been people that have kind of like either pushed you away or disowned not, not disowned you but like have there been people that have kind of pushed you away since you've been more uh, active and vocal in your in your freedom message go for it jimmy 100 percent. i definitely got disowned too uh by a few people um in my family but but yeah as far as friends i i I didn't, I was never for the categories of liberal or conservative or any of that. I just lived life and I always spoke my mind. But um, I realized that majority of my friends were liberal. So uh, I guess that's what they, and, and I guess in their categorization, they had to cut me off because of what I'm talking about. But I, I think it's all like a matrix. And I think that anything that we put ourselves in as a label we're still helping feed that system that's trying to divide us with it right right but uh i don't know yeah i i lost a, like majority of the people around me for sure right. really that yeah. sucks man i'm sorry rez have you have gone through something similar um i don't i don't really have a lot of friends on purpose so uh, all my friends are basically the same and, and all my family is basically the same. I've always had a very strong personality since I'm a young kid. So I come across as like some people probably hate it or some people get it. But um, similar to Jimmy, you know, I'm, I seem very sure of myself, whether it's publicly or behind closed doors or whatever it is. So it's just one of those things where it's like people either want to follow you or, or don't. So it is what it is. You know, people either want to respect what you're saying and doing or not. So me personally, I didn't lose too many friends or family members, but um, I've always, if, if you check my social media, I've always been more on, on that libertarian standpoint where it's like anti-government, you know, you can, you can be liberal and accept people, freedom of choice, voluntary, everything, right? All these things is what I've been about. So it's like, um, you know, it's it's really hard to argue the libertarian standpoint when you when you actually get down to it. If you're a logical person, yeah. But um, who am I? Who am I to pitch? Uh, I would love to see. I didn't even know that you said that that guy was close to maybe getting a, a seat somewhere. Who, who was that again earlier? Some one of the uh, libertarian something somewhere. I don't know. You were going oh, to the sponsors. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom, Thomas Queter. We actually so uh, Thomas Queter is running for uh, state senate, and Joe Soloski, uh is running for uh, governor. But we had in this last election, we had 200 libertarians win races in the the November oh, 21 election. And that's now far. those are mostly, yeah, those are mostly like local elections, citywide and countywide elections. But honestly, that's where uh, that's where people need to see libertarianism. Long before they're going to vote for a libertarian Correct. for president, they need to see what it looks like in their right. backyard. Like, what, how are you going to trust that nationwide Correct. if you don't know what it looks like in your city? So you know, we're doing all the all the growth, and I think more important than the number of people with an L next to their name that are winning elections, I think even more importantly, right. we're seeing that more and more people are saying no. 
you don't get to decide how my children is, are being taught. You don't get to, deci to right. decide where my children are being taught. You don't get to decide whether or not I, as an adult, take a vaccine or wear a mask or do whatever it is I choose to do or not to do. You're not going to shut my business down because, you know, having six people together might be dangerous while you keep Costco and Walmart and Target open with thousands of people yeah. in it. Like there are more and more people that, especially during the COVID regime, are saying, you know, they're seeing what's happening here and they're seeing what's happening in other countries like Australia and China and, and France and so forth and, and even Canada. And they're saying, no, I don't want that. Here. Right. They're seeing what's happening in New York City and saying, I don't want that here. Right, so, right. I, you know, you know, the, I think that liberty, liberty naturally wins. All it takes is us meeting people where they are and showing that it wins. Um, there was one other question. Oh, no, that was the what's your favorite prayer. So, um. I, I, I appreciate you guys. Oh, uh, before I let you go, I did want to ask you one more thing. So you mentioned that there was a third song. Are you able to talk about that yet, or is that still top secret? Or Yeah, go for it, Jimmy, if you want. <laughs> um, It's called God Over Government. So kind of the topic we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and um, it, I, I, like, the hook so far, like, we're, we're, we're still, like, fixing it and stuff, and we have to finish it, but. Okay. It's uh, inspired by the They Don't Really Care About Us um, by Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah, so y'all haven't even recorded it yet. Nah, but we work quick. We write quick. We record quick. We mix it quick. Make the beat quick. So everything, like all the last records that we did, we we banged all that shit out, like as far as recording, literally like an hours and then writing in hours and then filming within hours. Like not hours of that, but we're, we work quick. So it's like we're gonna do the same thing on this third one. That's incredible. Do you think it'll be next month or or? I'm hoping we could drop it like January or some for sure. Probably late that's January. Awesome. Yeah, that, that is awesome, really guys. Cool. I, yeah, I will definitely. Uh, we will definitely promote that here when that comes out. Uh, not that you need my help. You're gonna have millions of views no, no matter what do. I do. We appreciate that's you, bro. new for both of us, man. We we appreciate the help. So every everything adds up. Well, I, I appreciate what y'all were doing. Um, before I let you go, uh, I do want to give you guys a, a chance to give any last thoughts that you have, any things you want to promote, your social media, any upcoming events, any anything you want to talk about that you felt like you didn't get a chance to talk about already. Uh, Hi, Rez and Jimmy Levy. The floor is yours. No sheep in my circle.com. Get your T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Check comments. out no my Get uh, our last part of this merch before it's all gone. Yeah, um, we got new merch coming too. And uh, if you haven't already, go to iTunes and get our two latest tracks. This is a war, and welcome to the revolution. And um, yeah, we can't wait to drop more. And put God first always. Whatever God is to you, make sure you right. keep that close because if not, the government's gonna try and swoop in and become God, and we can't right. let that happen. No facts. No. Awesome guys. Oh, and I forgot to mention. So you've got you uh, came. You're right now number four. Uh, this is a war. Is number four in the. I'm. For, I might be mixing up. One of one of the songs is number four on the iTunes charts, and then the other one is number two, or was number two on the Billboard new streaming charts. Right. Yeah. We were. We hit number two on Billboard and a constant charts on iTunes. 
That's incredible, guys. Well, I am so happy for y'all. Uh, we're going to keep uh, keep pounding away to get more support for you. You keep uh, putting the me- good message out there. We'll hopefully have you all uh, on again in the future, but I appreciate both of y'all. Uh, Hi, Rez and Jimmy. Stick around during the outro. I want to talk with you guys real quick. Folks, thank you guys for tuning cool. in to this episode of My Fellow Americans. Uh, tune in tomorrow for the writer's block where my co-host Matt, he's going to be interviewing Dave Womack, uh, one of the libertarians we were just talking about that got elected in Pennsylvania. And they're now trying to uh, get him kicked out, even though he was voted in fair and square. The other members of the council are trying to uh, get him kicked out arguably illegally. We'll find out how that goes, but he's going to talk with Dave about that. Jen, join us next Tuesday uh, for another episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like the sweet, chipper, little middle-aged men that we are. And then join me right back here next Wednesday, same spike place, same spike time, for another incredible episode of My Fellow Americans, where my uh, guest will be Eliza Blue. She is a survivor of sex trafficking, and she is an advocate for its victims. Uh, And we will be talking about all of that. Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. I will see you uh, next week. I'm Spike Cohen, and you are the power. God bless, guys. Talk to you soon.